You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Most intrigued by the Chicago Tribune this morning, ChicagoTribune.com, where you pose the possibility of the Bears drafting one of my favorite players in this draft, but I don't know if he's right for the Bears or not. Bijan Robinson, the running back from Texas, make your case, yes or no. He's right for everybody. That's what I would say is he's right for everybody. It's just who feels like they're at a position where they can add a luxury when they have a lot of needs. And so as I wrote in the piece, David, as you referenced at ChicagoTribune.com, there are 125 reasons to justify not picking Bijan Robinson. That would make a, a perfect sense, and everyone would just move on and go on with their day, their month, their week, their year. But four years from now, we're going to be looking back at B. John Robinson being drafted in this draft and saying, as a lot of draft analysts and talent evaluators in the NFL are saying now, he's one of the top four or five players in the league, uh, or in this draft class, rather. And, and he's going to have an instant and profound impact on whatever team he joins. It's just that it comes back to that, that positional value debate about the running back position and how much you're willing to be flexible when someone special like Bijan Robinson is comes into that equation and makes you think twice. And really my entire uh, premise of, of the piece was that the bears just have to make sure they do their homework on this. They have to make sure that they have discussions like we're going to have right here thoroughly comprehensively, and just make sure that they, they understand the type of talent that they are passing on. If they chose to go in another direction, what role does need play? What role does the fact that, okay, you look at free agency, they signed Dante Foreman. I think he could be more of a workhorse than people maybe believe right now because they're so used to David Montgomery getting used to that idea, him being gone. You have Foreman, you've got Khalil Herbert. They try also Travis Homer from the Seahawks, who probably is a special teamer. But, yeah. Dan, there is not an obvious need at running back. How do you factor in that with the idea that this could also be on some people's draft boards, the number one player or running back uh, outside of the quarterback position, the number one player overall, and he could be the best running back available in the draft since Saquon Barkley. Todd McShay lists him as his fourth best prospect in this draft class behind Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, and Will Anderson. And so wow. <laughs> that's where he currently has him. And obviously Jalen Carter has fallen out of that, that equation in, in Todd McShay's mind. And so when you're talking about a guy that is a top four, top five talent in the draft class, you have to consider that. Now what the bears did in free agency is what you should do in free agency. And it's, you should set yourself up to be flexible on draft weekend, to not be driven by need to not say, Hey, this is a position we have to fill at the running back position. That's what they did. Now we know that they left themselves a lot of holes to fill offensive line, defensive line, and it pushes them into having to um, consider need maybe more prominently than they otherwise would have. We always talk about best, best player available versus need. And we all know that it's a combination of both of those things that drive draft decisions. My 
premise here. Again, like I'm fine if they pass on Bijan Robinson and he goes somewhere else because I understand that they have to use this premium pick on a, on something that will fill a hole. But they also have to make sure that the person that they pick and make the headliner of their 2023 draft class is a guy who is a major difference maker for a long time. And that's where the 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 possibility of B. John Robinson intrigues me because this is the organization that brought you Michael Haynes and Mark Colombo and Gabe Karimi and Kevin White and so many first round picks that didn't amount to anything. When you have a sure thing on the table, you have to consider it. And so um, look like you can't get blinded by the idea that we're already solid at that position. Special is special. And you have an offense that, as we talked about in our last episode, has been, you know, outside, uh, has been in the bottom 10 in in yards and scoring for four consecutive seasons, five consecutive right. seasons now. Right. You have to you have to make some considerations there uh, to 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 add difference makers, playmakers. We all can watch the tape. We all can break it down. The Barkley comparison is one some have made. What about his style stands out to you? Who would be your comp and how quickly might he adapt to the NFL in terms of the jump up. I think from Texas yeah. to the NFL is an easy leap to make. We've seen it before. Also, Dan, I, I have to ask this because it's been an issue this offseason. Scheme-wise, there's a couple things, David. Like the, the, the first thing is, is like there's a combination of speed and power and balance and vision here that as a runner, I have zero questions that by November we're going to be going, okay, B. John Robinson's a legitimate uh, standout back in the NFL. You throw on top of that the idea that he has been reliable in pass protection at Texas, and you don't have to take him off the field on third down. You throw in the idea that that there are some people that believe that he hasn't shown at Texas what he will show in the NFL in terms of being a pass catcher and a guy who can help you in that aspect of the game. And so it's just this complete package here. The Bears can figure out a way to use him. The question now is, is, is kind of how much help do you need to get Justin Fields up front versus how much help you need to get him with his playmaking core. And you obviously feel pretty good about the running backs that you mentioned. You feel better about the receiving core and add in Cole Komet and Robert Tunyon in terms of the group of pass catchers there. So now you're just trying to, to, again, do everything you can to solidify an offense to bring out the best in Justin Fields. And you have to answer those questions internally on whether adding a guy that, that could take some pressure off of Justin Fields as a runner, uh, a guy that could take some pressure off in terms of being a a, a nice release valve to hit on checkdowns or screen passes and other things could could take some some of that um, emotional mental physical toll off of Justin Fields that we talked about that he went through last year and so you just got to you got to figure out what it's worth like what's special worth versus what is the the positional value in the NFL understanding that you can get difference makers on day three um, you know the Bears best running backs uh, in in the last you know 20 years you got Matt Forte was a second round pick Jordan Howard was a day three guy David Montgomery was a day two guy so you don't have to you don't have to swing in round one I think this is just a unique case because this is a special back and everyone believes that he's as close to a can't miss prospect in a draft that you're ever going to find in this business. And, and so that's just something that you have to um, at least be curious about and make sure you, you go through the, the process of, of sounding it out. I think he could be the NFC Offensive Rookie of the Year. I think he's going to be taken by a team that is able to plug and play, a team that doesn't have Philly. glaring needs, and somebody who, 
yeah, Philadelphia makes a lot of sense. And, and you stick the possibilities there. Here's a question I would throw at you, David. We obviously know what Saquon Barkley has been for the New York Giants, and we know that he hasn't been the engine of a championship team. But they did have a, a bit of a breakthrough in 2022. He was united with Brian Dable. Uh, he, he, he stayed healthy for an entire season and produced at a level that helped the Giants get into the playoffs. He produced at a level that made the organization feel better about who Daniel Jones is. And so when we're having these conversations about whether Justin Fields is a no-doubt top-tier starter in the NFL or whether he's potentially a long-term middle-tier guy that you're going to have to work around, I think you do have to consider whether he has uh, you know, the, the, the weaponry around him to bring out the best in him. And so I'd just be curious to, to, to get your take on whether the Giants' investment, which was a number two overall pick five years ago, was worth it. They're now having to pay Saquon Barkley and they're now trying to take the next step as a team with a running back who's obviously used a lot of a lot of mileage to this point. I always think it's worth it to get players who are premium players. So you get Saquon Barkley and he is he is what they often we often refer to as a generational talent. So there's no doubt in my mind they did the right thing. Now they're going to have to pay him, they had to get the quarterback and they have to get the new coach, but it's 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 better to have a player to try to build around than to not have one and keep looking for that guy. And I think that the example would be here in Chicago where you have Justin Fields. It's like the same question. Even though Justin Fields is requiring you to, you know, adjust the way that you approach the having the number one overall pick and getting all the things in place, you would rather have the generational talent, the core piece to build on foundationally than without that guy. So absolutely. Now, that's what gives me pause in saying that the Bears should just pass on Bijan Robinson. Is Bijan Robinson that guy? Saquon Barkley, I think, went second overall. I don't know if Bijan Robinson is is that good to where you would justify that because of the need for quarterbacks with other teams in the draft. But it's, it's not as easy or as clear-cut as it sounds. And so the Giants, I think, did make the right choice then, even though it's been difficult to where, get to where they are now. Robinson ran for 2,700 yards and 29 touchdowns in his last two years at Texas, right? And so there, there's, there's proven production, and it's production that clearly translates. Jim Nagy, who was a scout in the NFL for, for 18 years and is the executive director of the, of the Senior Bowl, tweeted something out earlier in the week and said that he, he, he was finishing up his, his B. John Robinson review and saw a guy who looked like the All-State kid uh, playing with the JVs. Right. And, and and so you understand what this looks like at a high level of Division One football, FBS football and how it can translate to the NFL. Again, I'm not I'm not pushing the Bears to do this. I'm not saying they'd be wrong if they didn't do this. I just think it's one of these conversations that in an offseason where we have spent so much time and energy talking about how they control their destiny and they control the NFL and they've got all these options available to them. It's a conversation that has to be had at a, a deep level. And, and you figure it is being had at a, at a deep level up at Hallis Hall. And then ultimately you hope that when, again, when the dust settles after the draft, we learn a little bit more about what those conversations were at Hallis Hall and how Ryan Poles and Ian Cunningham and their staff kind of felt about it. Three weeks from Friday will be the day we start to evaluate what the Bears did in the first round. Looking forward to that. The time keeps winding closer. And, Dan, the Bears keep making moves. So moving on from our running back discussion to an area of of greater need, and it remains one, is the defensive line. The Bears signed Rasheem Green, or was it uh, 
mean Joe Green? Or how did they tweet <laughs> out? Uh, uh, the, the Bears had a nice tweet that welcomed him to town. And I think it's great to be have enthusiasm about uh, he's a mean green fighting machine, says the Bears Twitter page. Welcome to Chicago, Rasheem Green. How does he fit, Dan? Yeah, I mean, this is a, a, a depth piece, right? And this is where we are in free agency. This is a, a player who was drafted in the third round at a Southern Cal in 2018, spent his first four years in the league with the Seahawks. Last year, had a one-year deal with the Texans and is now uh, getting a new opportunity with the Bears. We talked about opportunity, and there's an opportunity here to carve out a niche for yourself uh, on the defensive line. Uh, edge rusher uh, with, with some situational pass rushing ability, and, and you just hope that you can squeeze something out of them. Again, this is a, there's going to be a lot of these, uh, you know, who signings, right, that, that we're going to see over the next six or seven weeks. <laughs> just a guy. Tell me he's not just a guy. I, I can't. <laughs> I can't tell you that. He's, he's, just, he's just a guy that's brought in for depth. And, and again, we'll get into the spring. Sometimes guys surprise you. Other times they're, you know, guys that just play in the preseason for you and you find better options and you move on. But I do think, it, you know, it, 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 at a minimum, again, you are trying to put yourself in a position where three weeks from now, you are not just absolutely solely motivated by need. And we have stressed and emphasized and, and put the spotlight on how much need the Bears have on their defensive front. At least this minimizes it just a little bit. But again, we talk about Ryan Poles. He says, move the needle, right? Like R R Rasheem Green is not moving the needle for this team. Uh, certainly not the way B. John Robinson would. And so we'll see where they go from here.